Hey guys, Lock Scott Crouch here from Hey guys, Crouchman here. I think that we're live. I'm not sure if that went through the first time or not. But we are here to talk a little bit about the millionaire real estate agent breakdown and what that looks like. So hopefully here we'll get um, some good talk time in here and break down the MREA book, if that makes sense, I hope, to you. Now, uh, if you have if you have the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, you might want to follow along with me just a little bit because we're going to break it down and talk a little bit about what in the world makes a great, successful real estate agent. And the MREA, I want to refer to the MREA, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, as the MREA. So uh, what's it really about? Right? We talk about thinking big, aiming high, acting bold, and, of course, living large. Uh, that's going to be the key with it, right? So uh, right around page 37 or so, we start talking a little bit about some models, and big models lead to big successes. What we want to talk about in your real estate business is having a stable base. And if you have a stable base, you want to have models there that are proven, that are tried and true. And think of it as a pyramid, right? Strong base, and then moving up towards the tip, that's when you can get creative, and you can let some of your creative juices begin to flow. Our challenge a lot of times in the real estate business is you want to get creative first, and that causes kind of an unstable balance in your business. And you may not see that instability in month one or maybe even year one, but if you look at it as a career over a five- or ten-year period, you start to see some instability there. So have a sound base of your models in place before you start trying to get creative. Uh, one of the phrases we'll talk about is many have lived before us, right? So we want to learn from what those guys have done. So we can shorten our path. Now, when we talk about breaking through models, we have to look at breaking through some ceilings. Everyone is going to hit a personal ceiling of achievement at some point in their life. So what we have to do is figure out how to break through that. And adopting the right foundational models help you do just that. Without having sound foundational models, it's next to impossible to do this, right? So if you jump over on page 39 with me, we talk a little bit about uh, your natural ability. And we talk about going from E to P in some of our other classes. But here what we're talking about is what you do entrepreneurial. Your natural ability takes you to a certain level. And then from that point, you break through and you go to new ceilings and new levels. But what gets us there are going to be our foundational models, that allow you to do that, okay? So really, really think about that, having those models in place that will help you do just that. Now, one of the models that we want to focus on is this thing of, of breaking through in the real estate business. It's that you need to have leads. So leads have got to be one of your foundational models. What does your lead source look like? And then it's, listings, right? We've heard the phrase, in order to stay in this business, we need to be a listing agent. So it's leads and listings. And then I don't want you to forget, because you can't do it all, 
it's leverage. So we go into depth and talk a little bit about your leads, listings, and of course leverage. And those are the, the, the foundational models, if you will, that you've got to have in place to make that happen. So let's take a look at leads for a moment. Um, you got to have it, right? <laughs> you, 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 you must have client leads. It is that simple. Now, how do you get those lead sources? And we talk about going through expired, your spheres of influence, uh, mojo with red X. You talk about different uh, farming techniques, geographic, economic. We talk about the difference between prospecting and marketing. But you want to have a system in place for leads, right? It's that simple. You've got to have leads. If you don't have enough sales, it's a leads problem, right? So... Think about what that looks like, and there's many paths on that. But when you're sitting down and the lights are dim, you want to figure out what your lead strategy is, right? Go knock on doors. Go get the for sale by owners. They're there. Uh, apartment complexes. There's a, there's a multitude out there to do that, but it's leads, right? At the highest level, it's listings, though, right? The maximize your earning opportunities in this industry that we call real estate, it's controlling the listing inventory. You controlling the listings, right? So what does your listing strategy look like? Now, that might be going out calling expireds. That might be uh, going after your for sale by owners, certainly calling your spheres of influence and working your database, mining your database, right? But you want to definitely do that. And that third component that we talked about is leverage, right? We talk about that from the standpoint of working smarter, right? And that is uh, people, that's the who, you need to have the systems, that's the how, and the tools, that's what the want is, right? So it's people, systems, and tools, or it's the who, how, and the what. Okay, so you need to have leverage to go to that next level as well. Now, the people can be here locally, colleges, interns, uh, your Craig's ads list, I mean, overseas, right? You can go overseas and get virtual assistants, if you will. And, of course, those systems that help you work that, right, that lead generation system through people uh, help you get there, right? So what system are you, are you going to be using, right? I mentioned before Red X and some of these other uh, systems out there that help you go after that. But I'll let your mind uh, wander for a little bit on that. If you have your book handy, jump over to page 44 with me for a moment, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the four stages of growth. And we've we've heard it, we've talked about it many times. But at the end of the day, it's your thinking, right? I want you to think a certain way, to earn a certain way. But, but it doesn't stop there because it's not about how much you make, but it's rather how much you net. And then at the end of the day, what are you really receiving? So the four levels or the four stages are thinking, earning, netting, and receiving, all surrounded within your leads, listings, and, of course, then jumping into your leverage with that, okay? So there's a couple of, of common, what we what, uh, use the phrase, myth understandings. And uh, if we talk a little bit about that, by the way, if you're on, in your book, I've jumped over to right around page 60, 61 here. But having a goal and not fully realizing it is a negative thing. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a myth. I mean, having a goal and not trying to achieve it is a negative thing, right? 
I mean, that's the truth of it. I mean, the myth is is not realizing it's not necessarily negative. I mean, you, you can be working towards it. But having a goal and not trying to achieve it, well, that's just stinking thinking. That's a negative thing to do, right? The real you, I want you to try. Most people never know who they really are or what they can really achieve because they fear to try, right? The real you can show up only when you try. And I really want you to put that forth. And I I shouldn't use the word try there, but really when you put yourself forth, when you take action, not trying to take action, but rather actually taking action, okay? And Gary goes into depth of that uh, on page uh, 294, a little bit back in the book there. But I want you to think, right? And so some of the ways that we can think to get our mind right on these four foundational components is I want you to think uh, of, of what's powering you. What's your big why? Think of that at, at that base of that pyramid, if you will, right? The base of you. What's your big why? And then we have to have the goals that go along with that big why. And, and so think big goals, right, to satisfy that big why. And, and if I'm going to have a big goal that goes without saying, or goes with saying, I should say in this case, you need to have big models to support those big goals. Okay? So think in terms of everything is possible. So I want you to think possibility. I want you to know. I want you to know one thing. You've got to take action. Right? So I want you to always be thinking action-focused. Right? Taking action. Think without fear. I want you to think with progress in mind that with each step, you're progressing ever so closer to your goal. I also want you to think strategically and, yes, competitively. Right? It's a very, very, very competitive world out there. So I want you to think competitively and strategically. And I want you to set yourself uh, some guidelines. I want you to have a set of standards that you simply live by. And you don't go below those standards. They're not a minimum standard. There's no such thing as a minimum standard. It's, it's a standard. And how do you operate within your standard? And then I want you to think of service. I want you to absolutely think about what service you're going to be providing and how you're providing it, all right? So thinking is important. Now, if we look at that big why, right, on that thinking process, I want you to simply say one thing. I mean, if you want to be the best that you can be, then what's your big why? And drive it down. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that, Right? So I don't know if you've thought about your big why at all, but 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 if you haven't lately, you need to be clear about what your purpose is. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in your life. It's going to give you credibility when asking others to determine theirs, what's important to them. So dim the lights, turn on the incense, really really drive into that, right? Uh, what's important to you? What's what's driving you? Some of the very best real estate agents are able to translate. The reason people should hire them, right? You've got to be able to translate that. Some of the best can do it very well. Why are you hiring, or why should they hire you, right? We call that the value proposition. Some of the best can translate that as to why you should hire them. And that value proposition is something that you need to have, wired six ways to Sunday. Now, uh, if you want to drive back into the book, that's over on page 94, 95. Uh, which drives into value proposition and what, what drives that for you. There's just simply not enough time in this episode and there's a broadcast to go through that. Okay? Now, 
Uh, we've all heard it, this 80-20 rule. This 80-20 rule is absolutely critical. But here's what it says. 80% of our results come from 20% of our actions. Okay, it's that simple. That simple. And the key to this whole deal is you determining what your dollar productive activities are. What is the 20% of your actions that get those 80% results? What, what, what are those dollar productive activities? And that's what we want to focus on and really strengthen up. Um, if we talk about the 20% in the MREA, it's going to be lead generation. Right in the book, we say it's I'm going to lead generate versus lead receiving. Um, my virtues of a seller listing, right? So I want to list, if I'm generating leads or I'm listing, that's my leverage. Who's going to do what? What are my people, my systems, and my tools? I'm going to go back to that phrase we talked about earlier. That's the what, and that is the how, and that is the who. The who, how, and what, okay? And a refresher, that's over on page 105. Now, that's thinking, but what do we do about earning? All right, it's one thing to think it, now let's put it into action. There's a couple of sets of numbers that you're going to have to focus on in your business. But there's two primary ones I want you to drive into right now. And those are your goal numbers. You need to have an annual goal and some type of number that you're monitoring on a weekly and monthly basis, okay? Think of it as acting like a compass. Gary goes through that over on pages 107 and 109, and it's worth you taking a look at. What's your annual goal? Uh, what's your monthly and then weekly compass directional numbers, okay? So there's eight categories. If you have a pencil and paper, I jot this down. Uh, if not, highlight it on page 107 in the MREA book. It's your leads generated. It's your listings. It's your contracts written. Contracts closed. You need to absolutely track your money and your people. There's systems and tools that you're going to want to track, and of course, your personal development, right? Your education. Hey, you're not too busy to to actually go out there and learn something new. I like to use the phrase, "You can always better your best." Hey, I applaud you for being on on today, listening to this uh, this broadcast. Right. That speaks volumes of you. The fact that you're just listening to this as well. Okay. All right, let's go up the pyramid a little bit here talk about the third component here, earning. Recognize the science of success. And I tell you, I mean, I mean, just stay faithful to the models, to the MREA models, okay? And once, you're, once you've driven that in as your base foundation, then get, in, get innovative, right? get creative, if you will, okay? There's four fundamental business models of the MREA. It's the economic model, your lead generation model, and your budget model, and then, of course, your organizational model. There's four of them, economic, your leads, your budget, and your organization, all right? Now, if you go to page 122, I find this pretty well. Actually, you know, back to page about 120 to 122, okay? So you want your economic model. Know what numbers you got to hit. Focus on your appointments, and then focus on your conversions, Right? So if I don't have enough hits, I've got a lead problem. So if I'm getting a lot of appointments, then how am I converting them? What's my ratio look like? And I want to stay on top of those ratios for sure. Okay? Then I want to prospect and market, set up my database, 
systematically market to that database and then really, really have this hyper-focus on on listings taken, right? I really want to take listings because I know that's going to be part of my leverage. And then my budget, I want to always lead with revenue. I want to play red light, green light. If it's working, great. If it's not working, not getting the results I'm seeking, it's red light. It's stop it, right? So it's red light, green light. And then I want to stick to that budget. Once I determine what that budget is, I want to stick to it. And then for that organizational component here that we're looking for, it's when I'm doing all I can do, what all you can do. Right? Many people try to hire too fast. So when I, all I can handle, all I can do is when I get my first hire, right, and I'm going to hire an administrative assistant or a helper there, but I want to doggone sure make sure they're, they're talent. And we have a lot of models on this. We talk about our DISC, our D-I-S-C. So drive into some of that training as well. And, of course, we have things that are also called uh, AVAs, and we looked at different vectors. You have vector one and vector twos. And, again, that's some additional training as well. So, uh, but, but hire talent. And one thing with talent is you'll know you have talent because talent will be pushing you. And then train and consult that talent. Don't leave it out there hanging. Together as having a little baby, right? You don't just put the baby out outside and say, go work. No, it takes nurturing. It takes attending to, right? So, so train and consult that talent, right? So it's your economic model, your lead generation model, your budget model, your organizational model, all right? Now, Buffett said one thing. You, it's pretty significant, right? Uh, the right models uh, do matter. So follow the right models. But Buffett, back in the day when he did you know, some of his early investing, he read a book no less than like 20 times, he said, right? Because his first, his first try out of the gate didn't do too well. So I'm going to encourage you to read the MREA book, not once, not twice. I want you to read it close to 12 times, right? Really get to know what is going on, okay? On your economic model, I want you to focus on the numbers you've got to hit. Okay, that's back in the 130s. Go to page 130 to 132. Focus on your appointments and focus on your conversion rate, okay? That's critical. Now, we can look at some economic uh, you know, breakdowns on those same, same pages. But what you're going to look for here is your net income plus expenses equal gross income. And you want to know where that comes from, right? Where that number comes from. And it's going to come primarily from your total listing appointments and your total buyer appointments. Anything less than that, we're dead. So let me... Let me give it again. Your net income is driven from those expenses, driven from your gross income. That gross income is going to be all the way driven from appointments. So let me give you an example. Your total listing appointments would be divided by your conversion rates of those listings. And then a percentage of those are going to be divided through your solds. You're going to get an average sales price, which is going to give you a sold volume. And then depending on what your average commission rate is, right, because commissions tend to vary, that's going to give you a gross income from whether buyers or sellers. Okay? That's why we talk about having to know our numbers. That is critical. Right? Critical, critical, critical. So an example of that would be if I'm looking at $200,000 and I want to, uh, you know, well, let me rephrase it. If I made a quarter of a million or 240000 bucks. I want my expenses there to be around 20%. If I looked at my listing appointments, I might have 34 or 35 of them, 
but I'm only converting maybe 65% of that. So so maybe I'm setting at about 22 listings. But not every listing I get sells, so I need to know what that conversion rate is. And let's say I'm doing 80%, that's going to be about 18. Now, depending on your market, and I'm calling out from Phoenix today, but your market might be uh, maybe higher or lower, but I'm just picking 250000 That would mean that if I took my 250000 divided by my number of listings sold, that's about $4.5 million. And if I'm doing $4.5 million, and again, commissions vary. A lot of times people like to use three and six, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a number less than three since there could be some concessions here and there. And again, they vary, but let's say you're around 25 or 2.7%. That's going to net you about 120 from your sellers, okay? And that's going to drive those numbers. And the key is to know your numbers. If you don't know the numbers, you can't do your your, your volumes, right? So uh, if you don't have a great coach or consultant, make sure you grab one of those for sure, okay? So uh, quick goal-setting exercise for you would be real simple. How many listing appointments do you need uh, to hit your gross revenue numbers, right? So... If you go on that page, and again, I'm back on page uh, in the 130s there, we'll go through some of those basic numbers, and I think that's going to help you out quite a bit. But it's your conversion rate on listing appointment, or your listing appointments that you need, conversion rate, how many listings are you going to take, what's that conversion rate to sold, and then, of course, your average sales price. That's going to give you your seller sold volume, whatever your average commission rate is, right, your commission that you're actually generating, will give you some gross revenue numbers, okay? And you're going to need that, ultimately, to have a sound foundational business, okay? Now, uh, let's talk about some lead generation models. Uh, synergistically, uh, works right hand-in-hand hand with your economic model. Lead generation is the key to, now listen to this word I want to use here, or, or pair it back to you, and that's mind share, right? That's mind share. So if you jump over to page 134, if you're in your book, highlight some of that stuff because we talk about mind share. And what you want to talk about on mind share is that when somebody thinks of real estate, they think of you, okay? And there's three areas that we're going to take a peek at here. Prospect and marketing, right? Prospecting is you going and getting it. Marketing is they're going to respond to you. You absolutely have got to set up a database. You need to feed that database to drip on it on a regular basis, Okay. Uh, that's on page 142. Star that page and highlight it. Systematically market that database. That's on 145. Uh, I'll tell you what, if there's a, some gems in this book, that's going to be one of them, right? Drive, highlight that. It's your, it's, your, it's your dripping on, cultivating, mining of your database, okay? Now, prospecting and marketing are different. Now, he goes into length on that on page 138, Right? Some prospecting, being proactive, you could be doing some for sale by owners, expireds, just sold, just listed, past clients, allied resources, geographic farm areas, apartments, uh, corporations, there's builders, banks, third-party companies. Uh, prospecting, hey, might be allied resources, door-to-door, open houses, client parties, networking events, social functions, seminars. You can go do some booth, uh, booths and whatnot as well. Uh, and going out there and teaching, training, right? Now, marketing uh, is is more of an indirect, right? That's newspapers, a wrap in your car up if you want, a radio, magazines, bus stop benches, billboards, and, and that. Uh, promotional, you know, you can send out magnets and, and calendars. Uh, 
uh, direct mail, postcards, newsletters, uh, quarterly uh, updates, uh, you know, some IVR, right, where people respond to text messages, right? Uh, so using the uh, text writers, the 1-800 numbers out there, uh, broadcasting, uh, mass broadcasting, voice or even email, uh, using your signs. Hey, it's not too good. You can still wear a name badge uh, from time to time out there. Uh, news releases. Uh, you can do some geographic, uh, demographic, or economic uh, farming, but also you know do some sponsorships. Get back to the community. Get out there to some charities, community events, maybe some little, little league stuff. Okay. So uh, when we talk about prospecting uh, marketing, but when you look at your database on page 137, right? Taking you back here a little bit on 137. That's a great chart there. And if you look at the center, it's your allied one-on-ones. But I want you to jump back out to the outside because everything is trying to drive it down into the smaller side of things, right? So it's your prospecting and marketing uh, to the general public. Uh, we're going to call that our habit met. So eventually we're going to target that group down a little bit slower on a month-to-month, our 12-by-12 direct. Then we're going to do an 8-by-8 with those guys, get them into a 33-touch program, and then do a little one-on-one resources, okay? So when we do that... Half of our key is going to be driving our general public and have it met into our allied resources or our one-on-one. The strategy is to generate leads, move people into the inner circle. So it's a little bit of a game there, okay? So uh, we have an 8 by 8 right, we talk about in there as well and how to move those through. Uh, you put them into a program, a systematic program that you make contact once, a week for eight weeks. And then we talk about a 33-touch program that ensures a year-round contact with the folks that you've met. And they're basically getting some 33 touches from you in the course of a year. And when we talk about a 12-direct campaign, that's making sure those individuals get a 12-direct or a once-a-month that something goes into their mailbox, by the way. Okay? So it's 12-direct mail pieces mailed out annually. It's leveraged for your your generation. And here's what we know. For every 50 people or so that you market yourself to 12 times a year, you can reasonably expect about one sale. Right? So there you go. That's a good percentage to know. Okay? 50, if I market to them 12 times a year, I'm probably going to get about one sale. All right? So it's 8 by 8, 33 touch. We talk about the people that we've met. If you've met somebody and you move them to the 8 by 8 and 33, you're going to be about a 12 to 2 ratio. So 50 to 1 ratio, 12 to 2, right? So you can make up your mind on which one you want to do on that. Now, uh, having said that, if you want to have some rough numbers, if you wanted some rough numbers in your database, guys, you can just not meet anybody and just mail them stuff. It's going to take you about 2,000 people in that database. Uh, guarantee 20, okay? Now, uh, and this is do a little over 300 sales a year. You could have nobody in your database and send out 16,000 uh, mail pieces, right? I could have 2,000 or so that I've met, and I systematically jump on them 33 times a year. Or I have 16,000 on my database. Now, a good solid business is having around 1,000 in your MET database that you know. And I always talk about METs having a name, address, phone number, email, and a birthday. And then you want to have about 8,000 in your, your geographic or economic farms, all right? So the key to this whole thing is, is not only to have a database, but build it, 
feed it every day, communicate with it in a systematic way, and service all the leads that definitely come your way because they're definitely going to be coming without without a doubt. Well, hey, guys, we got through a lead generation. We'll jump back in on the next episode and talk about the budget model, some of the exciting things that we have going on there. I hope this is a little informative for you, a little inspiring to say the least, but it's think big, it's aim high, and act bold, guys. This is Crash Man said, make it a great day. It's truly up to you.